it has been forever since we've done one of these shows, it feels like. Uh, I think we took a couple weeks off because, I don't know, I got busy, you got busy. Uh, we had, I don't know, some a guest schedule or cancel or something like that. Uh, it feels like it's been, I don't know, a year since we did one of these shows. But time seems to be over anyway. So. And then we're on our new time. So I feel like yeah. nobody's going to watch this week because nobody knows we're here yet. Uh, but the new time, for those of you who are watching, uh, is Wednesday, 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock, I don't know, whatever. Um, same show, though. Uh, Brian's still here with Insider Perks. Kara, who has a new last name, who's going to pronounce it for us. Uh, um, it's actually not new. It's quite old. Um, no, old, 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 new, old, back to the... But back to, the, back to my maiden name. Uh, it's pronounced Sismaria. Kara Sismaria. Thank you. I'm a whole new woman. So, yeah. Right? (laughs) I mean, you could have gone with Smith. That would have been better, but dreams we can deal with. I could dream. Lincolnship's easier to pronounce too, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Heather. How's it going? Great. How are you? Wonderful. Doing great. So I think uh, today we were going to talk about training, learning opportunities, those kinds of things. Uh, there's a whole broad spectrum of that stuff out here. And so we've got Heather here who's got a, a course he's developed. She's going to talk to us about. Uh, we'll also cover some things like some of the different training sites that you can sign up for memberships with. We'll talk about what the associations offer as far as national schools and conferences and stuff like that, the Facebook groups where you can gain knowledge from. Just kind of touch on a whole broad range of those topics. So where do we want to start, Kara? Uh, wow, I feel like that it's such a deep, right? So yeah, yeah remember we talked about going to two half hour chunks and we just feel like we couldn't get enough of a deep dive in there. So we'll see how this works out. But. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, we'll continue to evolve and grow with kind of what folks want to see here. But um, specific to the, the training stuff, I think um, the the appetite for content is really broad and often really depends on kind of where an individual operator stands in their experience and their journey and, you know, whether they've been operating for years or whether they're new, new in the industry, those things really impact kind of what types of topics they want to see and, and, uh, and access. So, you know, I get requests for um, stuff from new operators all the time, but then also, you know, things like transitioning out of the business and maybe, or, or, you know, um, leaving, leaving your campground business to, to the next generation, your family and things like that. So it's really um, just a mountain of content that actually can be incredibly overwhelming. I know during our conference in January, we had a ton of sessions and and I did have feedback from uh, members just talking about, uh, you know, how much there was to consume and, and, and learn about, which, you know, is really great. I think uh, we did a great job, if I, if I do say so myself, about, uh, you know, delivering that as much of, as we could across that broad range of, of um, content, for sure. Well, so let's break it apart into sections, right? Let's, let's start with new owners, right? Because uh, yeah. I have never been there because I'm not brave enough to own a campground. But you, both of you ladies have, uh, mm-hmm. starting off. Uh, and so tell us, first, maybe briefly, let's have Heather introduce herself, of course. But then after Please. that, just kind of maybe briefly, Heather, go into your story about how you started way back when you owned your park for the first time and kind of the struggle that you 
did and some of the tips you could give people to kind of cut that learning curve shorter. And then Carrie, you can kind of go into the same thing when you took over your part. For sure. Oh, we can't hear you, Heather. We're good in the beginning. Oh, I know. Yep. Yay. We got so thanks for having me. It's always good talking with y'all. Mm -hmm. um, so I bought my park a little over, my first park, a little over 10 years ago. And I remember trying to Google search and find books, and there was literally just no information. And I found the National Association and my state association where I connected with some other owners and got a ton of information. It was super helpful, and I was grateful for all of that. The American uh, National Association, as well as the Canadian, both have resources for that. However, it's still a big learning curve because other owners, as much as they're super helpful and they'll answer some of your questions, they're busy operators. Most of them are running their day to day. Most of us are understaffed right now and we're, we're doing good to keep up. So like Kara, I get emails and phone calls and so many voicemails of people coming into the industry asking, how do I get started? How do I know what this is worth? You know, how do I even find a campground for sale? Once I get it, how do I operate? And so I put together a mastermind that includes about a 15 hour course and then three months of coaching to help walk people through that because the, the coaching portion seems to be the missing gap because even though you can gain some information from both of the national associations or a state association, a lot of times you leave one of those and you think, okay, now what? Um, some people, have those after they're done that they need answered and need holding. So mm -hmm. I created a course as well as that coaching program. And the coaching program is neat because it, it groups people together in, in sections every three months, a new coaching program starts and it's with other people who are going through the same journey. So it's nice to have those same questions as your peers, just like the networking that you would have at a conference. So, yeah. So what is the website for this course, Heather? Uh, Heatherblankenship.com, and it's the Intentional Investor RV Parks and Campgrounds. All right, I'm looking at it now. I'm going to share my screen here in a second. So. Awesome. Yeah, I, I have to say I am so excited uh, for your project, Heather. I really think uh, there's been this kind of missing gap, like you said, specific to uh, coaching and, and support for new operators. Um, I, uh, I can't wait to kind of dive into that stuff myself. I'm hoping to, uh, despite, you know, no longer operating park, try to take the course too. Um, that's, you know, I think going to be really helpful with my, uh, daily work talking with so many campground owners. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, in my personal experience, I really was thrown in the deep end. I kind of unexpectedly inherited my park. Um, and it was a big shift from the work I had been doing prior. Um, I, I had a lot of uh, kind of hospitality experience. I kind of worked in restaurants and, and customer service throughout university and things like that. Um, and, and so my, my, maybe my interpersonal like customer service skills were quite strong, but um, in terms of operating a business and those kinds of things, I definitely, um, was a fish out of water and and lacking some experience on on 
almost all fronts, um, big time. And I mean, I wasn't, I was 21. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a bit unexpected. And um, I think a resource like this would have been incredibly valuable to me at that time. I was really fortunate to still have the family above us that we had inherited from there with us. They were present and uh, really kind of, you know, the, the backbone of support that we really needed. Certainly there were things that needed maybe updating or, or changing with time, but that basic fundamental understanding of the day-to-day -day stuff was, was handed to me in a really competent manner. And, and so that was a good transition for me. Um, so my experience, I think, is a bit different from Heather's where I didn't purchase my park. I, um, I, wasn't, I didn't walk into it with this um, knowledge that I wanted to kind of grow this and, and I was really trepidatious. So um, I think for me, the, the initial learning curve stuff was like, I mean, I wasn't an RV camper myself. I didn't, I really had to learn those fundamental basics um, and, and, you know, I think typically we see campground folks that seek out purchasing a campground are really passionate about the lifestyle and the industry and stuff like that. So perhaps I'm, I'm an anomaly in this case, but, um, you know, I think those basics are, are a strong foundation that, um, I would imagine get covered off, uh, really, really successfully in, in Heather's course. So which one are we looking at here, Heather? The real estate or? If you go back. <laughs> one that's for the rv course also you're looking at beginner real estate investors uh karen you're absolutely right so a good portion of the people you know they either were campers to begin with and that's where they got the idea from but we've also seen a lot of institutional buyers come in that are interested in the space and they want to learn a little bit about it before they make that leap as well as people who own smaller real estate. Maybe they own duplexes and triplexes or they own small apartment buildings and they're like, hey, I heard about the space that's on fire right now. How do I yeah. learn more about that? And, and part of it is uh, in, here in the States, we have really great 20 groups. But 20 groups, you have to have an application to join and they're looking for people with a lot of experience to share with each other. So those right. newbies beginners really didn't have a place to go. So it's filling that gap between those people who are experienced and those people who are just starting out. Right. So this one right here, this is what we're looking at, the 197 and 997 options? Yep. Those are all the beginner real estate investors, Brian. You're on the wrong spot. Let me pull it up for you. So I, I clicked it. on courses at the top and couldn't find it. So. But yeah, go ahead. I'll turn mine off and you can share your screen in the bottom there if you want. And you know, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at it the other day. I'm going to pull it up here too. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's two facets to this, right? Whether, and you're new, whether you're new or existing, and we'll talk about this a little bit later with the different courses, but there's, there's new from a, I need to learn the industry perspective, which is huge. You know, yeah. As you're talking about, right? What are, what are the different site types and the different amenities and what's successful and who do I want to market to and all that kind of stuff. But then there's also the foundational, like, are you a business owner first? Do you know how to do the small business owner things that are all small business owners need to master and understand? And so right. we'll talk about some of that stuff later, but I think there's a clear, because we see all, all the wide spectrum of questions in, in Facebook groups and stuff like that. And people need to know all kinds of things. 
Yeah, well, and I mean, those Facebook groups are such a great resource, I think, in terms of kind of community engagement with one another. But I do sometimes see, you know, conflicts in perspective. And there's always that, um, the need to understand that my park is going to be arguably very different from a lot of the other parks. And so that a it's not always simple to apply every concept to every property. Um, it can and, be dangerous, like taking yeah, advice sure. from somebody else who's maybe owns a yogi park and you own a seasonal park. You know, just asking a blanket statement like that can be, you have to be very careful. And oftentimes new owners don't even realize that there's differences and there's the danger in that. They could be getting advice from somebody who's a seasonal park and they're mm -hmm. running one of those more resort style properties and they've gotten terrible advice and, and neither neither side had malicious intention. They just right. didn't have all the details because it was a, you know, a 15 word post without all the information. Yeah. Well, and I find I, I'm guilty of this too, as well. I think operators are very passionate about their, there's so much heart and soul kind of poured into their properties and stuff. So they, you know, are very passionate about the way that they're doing things and, and the way that they're operating and, and so you can typically feel that in those groups from, from those individuals. So it's, you know, I don't think ever out of coming from a place of malice or whatever, but just sincere, like, um, almost, uh, <laughs> it's like pride. You're proud of your baby. And so yeah. you are really connected to it. Um, and, and that's completely understandable, but, um, these, uh, Facebook groups are, are certainly a wealth of, of resources. I think um, I know we have one for our CCRBC members and uh, we see quite a bit of stuff go on in there. Oftentimes those basic questions or things surrounding, you know, help me find a great insurance provider or, you know, and, and those are fabulous things to be asking in those groups because, you know, the, that tried and true kind of exposure to uh, suppliers and, and industry contacts I mean, when they're proven out with other operators, it typically is, is great um, information for sure. Yeah, having those real-time kind of reviews that you can see yeah. that there's a real person on the other end, not maybe their competitor that's just bashing them or somebody that picked the wrong site. Having yeah. those, that real feedback is super helpful in those groups. Absolutely. And I mean, you also kind of have this dynamic sometimes where, you know, a, a certain provider or supplier might be, might have a bigger marketing budget, might be better adept at, you know, things like their Google reviews and stuff like that. So, you know, getting that firsthand feedback from other operators who have kind of walked the road before you on that stuff is incredibly, I know I, uh, it helped me in various instances when I was an operator for sure. Well, what we've learned like over the years is that everybody's in a different stage of their own journey and that's different for every park and every person, right? And it was you a bet. hard thing to learn. Like when I first started our company, like back in, I don't know, 2009, 2010, like I wanted everybody to do all the things that I knew how to do. And mm -hmm. it took me like seven years probably to realize that that's not going to happen slowly and surely over time. But what I've learned now is that there's different people in different stages of their journey. There are people who just aren't embracing social media at all. There are people who are only embracing one network. There are people who want to do that and ads. There are people and and then there are these new hedge funds and larger groups that are coming in that want all the advanced analytics and things. And so uh, it's, it's, it's a learning curve to obviously in a Facebook group, but also mm -hmm. when you're talking to people in general and giving advice, not only from a different park perspective, from a different person and different level perspective. 
understand the different advice for different situations. For sure. I, I mean, I say on this show all the time, I think I'm, I've been accused actually of saying it too often, but I, there is absolutely, yeah, I'm gonna, there's absolutely space. And, and obviously, you know, the, the, our consumers speak with their dollars. And so, you know, what works for some folks, you know, speaks to certain consumers and, and, you know, we all have to kind of do what works for us. Um, well, that is, but I'm also speaking about, and I don't mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's also the journey, right? Like, the, like there's, a, there's a level up progress, I think, in some cases. And so um, you might be, like, I might think that you're ready for analytics or advanced conversions or email marketing and drip and stuff like that, right? Automation. Mm -hmm. um, but you might be like, whoa, whoa I'm not ready for that because I'm not even paying attention to the reports on Facebook that you're sending me yet. And right. so obviously I'm talking from a marketing perspective, but this obviously spans all kinds of knowledge. Well, and my point with that is is essentially that our uh, campground operators are typically motivated by the performance of their business. So as campers kind of seek different things or maybe different amenities or want, you know, strictly rely on Facebook reviews or posts to find your park or whatever, you know, a, a park is going to have to be adaptable in those ways um dictated by kind of how the how the market is is reacting to their their model um and and typically we don't see i mean it's just human nature to kind of keep things the same until we need to see change right um but i think that's why you know heather's program and and the conference content we have available at ccrvc and stuff such a valuable resource because you can start really opening those doors and learning about new strategies and and stuff that you can be applying to really i don't know if take it to the next level take things to the next level is the the, the terminology but yeah being a being willing to expose yourself to these different uh or broader concepts you know you don't have to apply everything you learn in every course right but being aware of them not only helps you in your business, but helps you understand your competitors and maybe what they're doing. And, and that stuff is incredibly valuable. It also speeds up your learning curve because a lot of that stuff you eventually learn, but it would have been nice to learn it, you know, five years and a million dollars ago that you've wasted trying to figure things out. So those yeah. educations and being surrounded by communities of other like-minded people, I think propel you forward quicker. It's not like you might not have gotten there on your own. It's just going to speed you up quite a bit and help you, you know, follow those performance, key performance indicators a lot quicker. Absolutely. We touched on what your course is a broad overview is, Heather. Like walk us through some of the modules and the specific things people will learn here if they take it. Yeah. So it starts out at the beginning and the history of RV parks <laughs> and uh, explains how all that came about. And then we talk about everything from, uh, the basics like Kara talked about that she wasn't aware of because she wasn't a camper. You know, you see me going through teaching you how to hook up a camper. And as an, a new owner, you might understand, or a potential owner, you might wonder why is that important? I'm not going RV. This year, especially, we have seen such an influx of new campers that people pull up literally off the lot and have no idea how to hook up their sewer system or what these things are and if you don't show them you're not providing good customer service they're going to leave you a bad review and potentially cause damage to your property so it's really important that you know all of those aspects 
We talk mm -hmm. about, um, you know, standards and regulations, zoning and permitting, developing, uh, maintenance, customer service, literally marketing, literally everything, just going over all the different software options and anything imaginable in, in that 15 hours that's related to RV parks. Dynamic pricing? Glamping? Dynamic, for sure. Uh, lots on glamping. There's actually a separate course on glamping just because it's such a hot trend right now. There's yeah. a little bit of glamping stuff that's mixed in with the RV course because so many of us have those at our properties. And then there's a separate option for people who are building or buying simply just glamping. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, so uh, and that's a whole other show topic, right? Like, how do we educate campers on not to damage our park? Um, <laughs> I, I feel like there should just be like a series of gates that are locked until they pass courses and take quizzes before they can get into the park. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that stuff takes exposure and, and learning. And, and certainly, I think, you know, showing up in a campground with a knowledgeable staff base who can help you hook up once or twice helps, right? Now you've kind of got that skill set and and can move forward with it but um yeah i've paid a couple of big damage bills <laughs> in my lifetime from folks who struggled to back up an rv so uh definitely valuable skill set <laughs> well, yeah. uh, what else we got here what are some other training options that you ladies have come across in your journeys that you really like well, I'm uh, sorry. I'm I'm interested to hear from Heather. So this 15 hours of content is it it's all in recorded format available so online? The, yes. So there's 15 hours of recorded content uh, mm -hmm. that's available online, and it it even covers you know buying your property and how you write the the offer and how you find those properties, and, and it's literally beginning to end. And so and you know preparing to sell and so that you're thinking about that exit from the beginning. And so the 15 hours is recorded content that they can listen to, and then they start the group for coaching portion of that so that they're able to ask questions and implement this and have their hand held through the process of finding deals and, and having different experts from the industry come in and talk to them each week. And as you know, Kara, we have different experts from the industry, including yourself, who have videos within the course because those people who are very niche specific need to be talking to us it, it's not just me. <laughs> they're not listening to just me for 15 hours right. so it's covering beginning to end yeah no that's awesome i you mentioned every three months you kind of do a new intake so i can't can i just sign up and jump in and take it for or is there a specific time of the year or month that i need to register by Nope. So they can sign up and review the course material at any time, but there's a new group coaching session every three months because we don't, okay. you know, people get on and they've heard the same question a hundred times. They're, they're not interested in that. So we go through each topics each week of that three months. Um, yeah. And then Q and a for people who are, you know, I'm trying to evaluate this property and I don't know what to do, or I'm in the middle of development and I'm stuck here. Does anyone have any ideas or, you know, those yeah. types of things. So the, they can uh, purchase and download the recorded course material anytime and then hop in a new round of uh, group coaching every three months. Amazing. And I cool. just want to make sure they can see this because you didn't pull up the website on your end, I think, but 
I'm on heatherblankenship.com. Let me share this again just to make sure I can go to the right place and they can see this. So I'm I'm there and it looks like the RV parks and campgrounds uh, course button is not working. Like the beginner one is is linking, but the other one isn't um, right now. And it, like I said, I was on there the other day, so it was. Okay, working. but heatherblankenship.com is the idea. So go there. It'll be fixed very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, heatherblankenship.com. If you scroll down on the main homepage to courses and coaching, there's an intentional investor beginners and an intentional investor RV parks and campgrounds button. Um, ah, okay, I see it. There you go. Okay, so this is going to be linked very soon. So you can be one of the first people to sign up for it. Right on. Actually, we have quite a few people already in the uh, first round of group coaching. Their sessions start the first week of September. So they're all getting through that course material. So that first round of group coaching is about to start. So anybody who's interested, now's the time to go ahead and start that beginning process so that you've got a couple weeks to get through the recorded content before group coaching starts. Right on. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, what else do we have? Uh, what else have you guys found that's maybe obviously not necessarily RV park and campground related? We talked about the groups, but share those real quick. I'll share a couple of them here. Um, mm -hmm. You have the groups for Canadian park owners. Does that link? I wish it was clickable. Like, I haven't figured out a way to do that for people. Right. Um, if you want to madly type that into your browser right now and go there you can but uh it'll be shared on the video later too uh there's a group for canadian park owners there is a group for young professionals this is run by the national association of RV parks and campgrounds in the united states uh rv and professionals uh, and then there is uh mr mark kepp's group uh which has almost 3,000 members i think here which is canadian u.s all this kind of stuff uh that's available there so and there's obviously more but those are the top two that i missed that you guys can think of or um yeah i think off the top of my head those are those are great uh definitely great options um there is a wealth of them like there's groups in canada specifically for finding connection park operators with um you know park managers and, and things like that uh work campers that kind of thing um so you know i think there's tons of options we have a, a page here in Alberta that specifically uh, lists uh, Alberta's private campgrounds so that campers, we typically see um, advertisement for camping in this province really focused towards our federal and provincial parks. Um, so, you know, the page was started to really help connect campers with privately operated campgrounds and, and their operators. And that I see some really unique stuff happening there where a camper will post like, Hey, I'm looking for a site this weekend. This is the RV I have. Does anybody, and you'll see a camper operator be like, Hey, yeah, I have a spot, you know, click here, come, come visit me, whatever. So, so there's some cool stuff going on on, on Facebook for sure. There's also really great options for state associations. And are they by Providence for you, Kara? I know you've got some. Well, not all of our, not all of the provincial associations have Facebook pages, um, but for the most part, yes. Um, I actually uh, manage the Facebook pages for Alberta um, and, and the Atlantic provinces as well as uh, Manitoba. So um, they are active there and, and yeah, they are a great way to connect both with other operators as well as, you know, association staff and, and support for sure. 
Well, you bring up a good point, though, Heather. Let's talk about the associations now and pivot to that for a second. Um, mm -hmm. Heather, we'll start with National Arbor if you want. Obviously, you sit on the board. You've been to the National School before, so maybe tell us a little bit about those offerings, some of the resources that the National Association and some of the state associations have, too, because you're president of Tennessee, right? Yeah. Um, we want to sit on the board. You've been to the National School before, so maybe tell us a little bit about those offerings. I'm getting a feedback from you for a second. but I heard that. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, so I am on the national board. I'm the chair for the young professionals. I'm the president of Tennessee and executive director. So as you can imagine, I'm heavily involved in the associations and I there's a lot of really good things about them. One of my favorite parts about the associations are their lobbying efforts. They put a lot of money and a lot of effort into making sure that the bills and legislation that come across people's desks every day uh, are in the best interests of our businesses. And so uh, they have somebody specifically on staff that sees every bill that goes through Congress and they're evaluating it and deciding how it affects our industry. That is one of the biggest benefits to me for being a member of the National Association. And a lot of those state levels that have larger associations, specifically Pennsylvania, is really great, uh, Florida too, at their lobbying efforts related to RV parks, and they're really on top of those. As we all know, um, things like minimum wage and different laws related to how we can be sued. I know we all remember when the pool lift stuff came through, um, the campground inclusion law that they're working on right now. So being part of that is a big deal. The yeah, risk, I think Missouri just passed, right? So Yeah, Missouri just passed. Was that last week? Before last, I think it was last week. So yeah. those are all huge benefits, being part of that. Um, also, when you have an issue locally, to be able to call them and have that resource for some help with it. Um, also, actually, on my desk, I have sitting here, the NFPA 1194 is part of what um, Arvik does, and it has to do with the standards for your park. You know, when you're when you're building or you're developing and you're trying to figure out how far my pedestals have to be apart, where do I need to put this fire pit or how tall should I have X, Y, Z? It's a huge resource. Absolutely. One of the things is community and meeting all of those other owners and be able to ask them questions and have those buddies to call and say, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. What do I do about this? And oftentimes they've been through that before. The Each state association has a conference every year. Tennessee's about to have theirs. Uh, the National Association has theirs in November. When are y'all having yours? Uh, we, <laughs> we're not sure. <laughs> There's... Planning, planning things are kind of still ongoing. We've got our conference committee at the national level really sorting stuff out still. Um, provincially, our I know in Alberta, we have meetings and, and uh, gatherings scheduled for October and everyone's really excited to gather in person too. So uh, yeah, things are things are rolling and uh, I'm, I'm sure once our committee has uh, some firm plans in place, announcements will come out probably via this show and, and a few other key places, but uh, I'm excited for that stuff. It's, it'll be great to really see everybody in person again and, and gather. That's awesome. Last year was great. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Right. It, it certainly, uh, it was this, it really uh, met that need for a connection that I think everybody was really um, craving. Yeah. The coffee conversation and the speed networking, getting to meet a new person every three three minutes, like people I would have never met totally. um, before. And then they pop up on my screen for three minutes and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to find you later. Yeah. 
was one of my well, favorite. We're actually, what we've learned too, and maybe one of the blessings that has come from COVID is we all want to be in person, but if we can't be in person or we don't have the budget to travel or the time to travel because we run in our parks, then the ability to have that virtual component on top of the in-person at the same time, which is what I think yeah. uh, BC, British Columbia is doing, uh, Josh Penny over there, we're going to do that for yeah. BC LCA, where they're going to have mm -hmm. an in-person gathering, a trade show there if they can, and then also have it online too for people who can't make it to there. So great. So I think good things have come out of that. It just expands the reach of all the stuff. So. Well, and I'll be honest, it really has shifted the uh, ability for us to deliver incredible training content in a really accessible way. I think, you know, for me, that was really eye-opening. You know, for a few years, I really wanted to go to Arvik school and just like either the timing couldn't work or it was kind of cost prohibitive for me when I was operating my park and, and you know, had kids at home and couldn't get away at that time or whatever. Like there were things that stood in my way to personally go there. But this ability to, you know, access such incredible uh an incredible wealth of information, you know, kind of on my own schedule and and virtually in my in my office here is, you know, really shifting the way we we can operate and 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 share that kind of stuff with one another for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the benefit to in person is obviously as we've heard a lot of people say, right? You, I mean, other than that, we know what the benefit of in person is, right? Shaking hands and eye contact and meeting people. Yeah. Uh, but the ability to be away from your park and not be distracted mm -hmm. uh, is one of the things that we've heard too. But um, yeah, I, I think they both have their benefits and advantages. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, the the ability for this online content to kind of enables you to really share that content. You know, maybe you could only take yourself to the in-person conference, but now you and your spouse who are operating together can sit through this course and 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 things like that. So you know, that stuff is, is great too. The, the level of accessibility is, is really interesting. It also opens opportunities for who our speakers are. A lot of yeah. those people have conflicts mm -hmm. with how long it takes to include traveling and all these different things, or maybe they're not willing to, to travel quite as often. It really mm -hmm. opens the opportunity for the people giving the education as well. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Absolutely. I do think we need a third option, though, for the park owners who just can't make the time. Like, you know, they could probably make the time, but they don't really like they can't force themselves to do it. Or for the speakers who do the really, really important things that aren't super exciting. And so everybody knows they need to learn accounting, for example, right, or something. And sorry for all the accountants who are watching, but it's more. Um, but who maybe don't want to deal with numbers or something like that, right? So maybe we need a third option where we just drop people off in the wilderness by helicopter and they can't make their way out until they take all the courses and learn all the things they need to get out. I yeah. I, mean, well, I don't think anyone's signing up for that one. <laughs> I, mean, I, I bet you there's one park owner somewhere who would be like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. You know, I know their, wife, their wife would be like, go, yes, please. Yeah. I've been waiting for you to do that. You know, that third option is more of a who, not how. I don't know if y'all have read that book. It's really good though. Um, and it talks about how you hire out those positions. And yeah. the neat thing about the conferences, whether it's the American conference or the Canadian conference, is you meet all these really great vendors and yeah. their suppliers and vendors who can do things like accounting or marketing and things that maybe isn't your skill set or just not your interest. So at right. those events is when you meet those people for the who, not how, so that it's not you trying to, you, you can't be an expert at everything. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's 
really great to meet all of those vendors. Actually, the trade show is one of my favorite parts of going to those conferences. And you, and you bring up an interesting point because it's a, it's across all spectrums of business owners, right? When I started my company, like there's things I didn't want to do, but I felt like I, I just wanted to do them. Or I wanted to try them or figure them out or whatever. And it took time to learn like my time is valuable. And so right. even though I don't necessarily think I have the budget to do or pay or hire this person or vendor or whatever, uh, my time is worth far more than the pay that I'm going to give that person. So it's a learning process there too. Well, and it enables you to really focus on your where your strengths are and, and you know, bring that extremely high level of um, productivity and stuff to those strong, strong things that you're really capable at and, and really frees you up from the stuff that, you know, accounting isn't fun. And if you don't like it, you might do a mediocre job. <laughs> well, I, would do, I would do an awful job. So Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say it isn't fun. Some of us find it fun. <laughs> well, some of us are weird. I don't know what to tell you. It's true. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably one of the hardest lessons I learned as a campground owner. The hardest lesson was I cannot do all the things by myself. I have to find, a, you know, team members that I can rely on, that I trust, that can deliver the um, the help I need, and coincidentally, I have to compensate them well for that. <laughs> Those were were big lessons for me. Um, and it's and internal team and an external team because you have the people who work for you and who are there daily and then your external team that for example brian company is part of my external team like yeah. the stuff that they do with my reviews and <laughs> market uh, different forms of marketing i don't have time for that nor am i great at it so yeah. having them on my team is super important I mean, to yeah. be clear, I'm willing to be the internal team. Like if I can go hiking in the Great Smokies all the time. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's included while you're working. No, yeah. oh, no hiking perks for you. Time to get to work. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and then learning how that affects your mental health and your stress too, and how that impacts your customer service and all that. Like, like you were talking about Heather, like what's in your course, like learning the uh, 1194. How far yeah. to put apart your pedestals and your sites and how many bathrooms per site. Like, I don't want to learn all that. I will own a campground when I can type on a computer what I want and have a machine built in 3D and just watch it. That's the only time I'm going to own an RV park. I think it's going to be a little bit. Yeah, that's that's going to be a while. And it takes all the fun out of it. It's, you know, I, I mean, do think. Maybe, but, but that's me, right? That's just my personal preference. I'm not suggesting. I was just going to say, I think it takes a certain type of individual to take on a, an operation like this. Um, and that kind of willingness to really get your hands dirty and, and do the things is, is, is quite necessary. Um, especially, you know, in the early days, I think, and it, it maybe that's not always true, but, um, you know, certainly there are lots of operators right now who are so short staffed that maybe haven't had to get dirty for the last few years, but, but are doing so now because they don't have enough manpower or whatever. Um, and that's very cyclical, but that willingness to, to do all the jobs doesn't mean you have to always do all the jobs. Right. Um, well, the flip side of that is the management groups too, because we've got these new hedge funds and, and people coming in and real estate investors like Heather has another course too. 
that mm-hmm. want to invest but don't want to get their hands dirty. Uh, and so right. there are people like uh, Horizon Group. Scott Foos runs a great management company out there. Um, yeah. I think of a couple other ones. Tom Mason runs uh, Ivy Group. There, who who else? Who am I missing? I mean, there's a couple. Oh, um, there's uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fabulous um, um, businesses. And, and, you know, I really feel like there's a, um, a gap in the Canadian market for that stuff. I, I do have investors coming to me now regularly wanting to find, you know, somebody here in Canada who, who does that kind of uh, offers that kind of service. And uh, I don't, we don't really have, access to to anyone specifically in Canada and, and so we rely on those uh, those partnerships we have with with the great folks down in the states to to try to help us with that but um, and we are seeing you know some appetite for that stuff to start up I have a campground owner here in Alberta who is is looking into starting a business uh, specifically doing that so you know that's it's hopefully going to be addressed soon but yeah it's great to see those pioneers down in the States taking that stuff on. Um, I think if I were an operator still, um, I certainly, as I age, would be (laughs) considering uh, a partnership like that. So yeah, they're great options and and certainly can be valuable part of that external, external team, internal team, both. I think they're both. Both, yeah. (laughs) But the reason I bring it up is obviously we've had separate shows and management groups before, and we don't want to dive too far into those, but it's really part of your training and learning, right? Depending Mm -hmm. on your needs and your wants. And so people like Horizon Group, I know they have obviously the management where they can help you with the sites and the pedestals and the electrical and building it out. And and then they have, there's another, Randy Henderson runs a division or a separate company now, Horizon, that does development, building, construction, and permitting and helps with that. And then you've obviously got your franchises. All the things that KOA offers, all the things that LSI offers it brings to the table. So that's all part of training and learning in my book too, in some way. Yeah, I completely agree. I think those those franchise options are incredibly valuable. Um, you know, potential choices to to get your feet off the ground. Just there's, I mean, there's a wealth of resources. They do such an incredible job at at you know marketing and advertising and. And, you know, things like KOA's online reservation stuff. I mean, that stuff's pretty groundbreaking. And, and um, you know, I think the market's really hungry for that kind of thing, seeing that kind of thing. So there's obvious benefits to those franchise options. Um, and, and certainly the education um, piece is probably top, in my opinion. I, don't, I, don't, I never was actually a part of it, but I remember owners who became KOAs telling me that they actually sent somebody out to a park who was converting to a KOA and said, Here's what you need to do. Here's a step-by-step process. Not only to meet KOA's brand guidelines, but best practices for angles of sites and all those kinds of things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, I think obviously their goal is incredible customer service and having great parks in their portfolio. And so, you know, they, that um, inherent like group need for success is a really valuable um, um, component that could be a great obviously is a great model option for so many parks in North America. Um, so, you know, it, their plethora of pros who know what they're doing certainly can't hurt. What do you think, Heather, from your learning experience with LSI at your park? Yeah, there's a lot of great benefits to uh, being a Yogi franchise as well as a KOA franchise. Both of them are awesome depending on the type of property that you want and the location you want to have it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I will tell you that I went to a, so we were talking about conferences earlier that the American and the Canadian both have great conferences. Uh, KOA as well as Yogi both offer conferences as well. And they're excellent in a whole different kind of way. Mm -hmm. I went to KOA conference a couple years ago and it was one of the best conferences I've ever been to. It's freaking amazing. They do a fabulous job putting out a conference. Agree, yeah. So, say it again. I said I agree. Yeah, my first KOA conference was 2011, I think, and I was at every one through 2018, 19. So, yeah, they're really great. And so, those companies put a lot of work into education and growing their. Obviously, it's in their best interest that those franchises grow and make more money each year. So, they put a lot of work into education and best practices and all those different things. And you talked about software earlier. Uh, as a, I'm using CampSpot and the different uh, KPIs that I can pull from my reports that I have within CampSpot. I believe KOA has some similar options for different reports. Being able to pull all of those and the reports I turn into Yogi each every two weeks, you know, comparing all the notes and all that stuff is a, is a huge part of my business because it helps me make decisions moving forward. You bet. Yeah, th those are those are tools that really can change. I mean, you know, you keep seeing all this stuff about the dynamic pricing and the lock fees and all that stuff really changing the game for a lot of operators right now. And I think those those things were frankly born out of, you know, the awareness from the, those franchises to, you know, capitalize on, on a great opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We're seeing it really industry-wide now, which is really interesting. I agree. Yeah. There's, and there's something like we've talked about, and I'm just pulling something up to show you guys for a second, but and then we'll cover some other courses and things that are outside the industry. But there's there's the associations, I think, in addition to helping you as a new owner or a convert or franchise to a non-franchise, also help you keep up with the times, too. Uh, they help you keep up with all the things that are changing, whether it's lobbying or legal or, or laws and things like that, or different zoning or different best practices that have come from other states that they tie together at a national level, you know, yeah. all kinds of things. And so this, this industry, as all industries do, constantly changes. Mm -hmm. and so I'll give you like one example here just to play on my little marketing thing real quick. Um, we did this for- Brian, add on to what you're saying. Wow. They also do inspections every year. And so I just went yep. through my inspection, I think it was a week ago, with LSI. And it kind of forces you every year to say, what didn't I keep up? What do I need to be keeping up? You know, did I miss something? So having that extra set of eyes come through every year and be like, Heather, are you sure you don't need to pull some more weeds? Or yeah. whatever, <laughs> whatever it may be that year. Do you know that this sign needs to be picked? Yeah, um, it's really true that you kind of get almost blinded to some of the stuff around when you're there in the thick of it every day you know it's so great to have fresh eyes and and that's why you know those 20 group visits and and that kind of thing are so incredibly valuable you know i think members of those groups get so much value out of that stuff well, it's, the, it's the talking it's the training it's the learning but it's also the explaining like why do mm -hmm. i why do i care that my pedestals are so far apart and my sites are angled or the, the marketing stuff like i'm just going to toggle this on real quick like this is something new that we can do in, in google analytics for like those two numbers right here in the center like I, i'm not switching back and forth to my course right here these two numbers uh arppu and arpu we can calculate that that's average revenue per user 
So $9.54 for everybody who comes to your website. That's how much they're worth. Based on camp spot, this is obviously going to hook them to other reservation systems. And then ARPPU, which is average revenue per paying user. So everybody who comes to your website and checks out. Those are real numbers that you can look at. But if you don't know what you're looking at or why they're valuable to you, uh, you don't have a marketing person to explain in this case or a franchise to explain why your site should be angled. Mm -hmm. And those are kind of meaningless to you. You can hear about them and read about them, but until you see them in practice. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, I mean, again, goes back to really relying on professionals for stuff that isn't, you know, your, in your wheelhouse or maybe your favorite cup of tea or whatever, right? Um, I mean, those, that stuff has come a long way too. I, I mean, I think oh, yeah. it's, it's hard to keep up with that stuff with how quickly that it changes. Right, uh, which so, is, again, like the value of Heather's uh, updating her course, which I'm sure she's going to yeah. do frequently to keep up with those times, or the association yeah. of going to conferences every year, all those or external teams who can explain You bet. Yeah, one of my favorite courses at all the conferences always when KOA gives their report. KOA does this awesome North American camping report every year where they survey all these different campers and they're finding out all the trends that are happening in the industry. And that's always one of my favorite classes at all the conferences. You're like, oh, everyone wants to go hiking this year. Why aren't they fishing anymore? Or they're expecting I do X, Y, Z with my site. So, you know, this many percentage of campers right now have children. So it's really important for my business planning for the next year, listening to all the data that comes out with that. I would yeah. really like to know how they compile that data and track it, though. Like, is there somebody standing there when they give birth in the hospital? Like, check, that's a camper. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an educated guess. So that's all yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I think, you know, that goes back to kind of um, relying on folks who, who have the tools. And it's just like being a member of your association to get government advocacy support stuff. Those guys have teams... Our association works with professional, you know, PR teams and, and government relation teams to maintain great relationships with politicians. And those are just basic things that a, a lone campground owner can't always, often can't, um, you know, chase after and maintain. They have a business to run, right? So same with the data. I, I mean, KOA, like you said, does a fabulous job. Um, they're really great at sharing that that data and, and um, using it to help us continue to keep the industry as, as successful as it's been. All right, well, let's wrap up. I think we had a couple minutes here. I just wanted to share a couple things that are non-campground related that we've come across yeah. awesome. uh, that we've shared with you. Let's, I'm going to share my screen here in a second. Let me change this. Hold on. Stop screen sharing. Let's see if we can do this. Uh, all right, let's start with this one. So this is LinkedIn Learning. Uh, used to be known as Lynn.com. It's not sharing, Brian, I'm oh, sorry. I got to turn on the tab. I keep forgetting to do that. So, uh, hey. so this is LinkedIn Learning. Um, used to be known as Lynn.com. Mm -hmm. But uh, you drive, I think it's between 25 or 30 bucks a month. And these are tens of thousands of video courses you can browse up here from a business perspective, right? And this is, again, not RV Parker Campground perspective, but business analysis and strategy, software tools that go into, you know, CRM software and QuickBooks and productivity, uh, yep. customer service skills and management, uh, leadership, project management, training and education, like, I mean, all kinds of small business and entrepreneurship, uh, small business finance. And then you can dive into these and you can see 
that there are courses here that you can actually enroll in and take uh, and you can progress and you can get certifications based on some of them and um, mm -hmm. it's just a wealth of like for to me it's a no-brainer like 25 30 bucks a month yeah as long as i'm willing to force myself to sit down here and do it which admittedly i have a problem with um i, I want to do all the things but i, I just can't force myself to find the time to do it sometimes which is i'm sure like all of you too but yeah i think that's human you have to schedule it and prioritize it and all of that which you know i think is the case for any sort of commitment to yourself as a as a self-employed individual right i think it's different if you're in a scenario where you kind of you know you need to do this or <laughs> you have no job um so that tough stuff takes commitment and discipline for sure Look, there's even ethical hacking here. Is it ethical your competitor campground? I'm, not... <laughs> I'm interested in taking that course like, now. <laughs> I had to throw in my one like, is it legal or not thing for the show? So of course, right. But, but yeah, I mean, it just the, the wealth of courses on here again, even if you take one or one a month, honestly, is probably worth 25, 30 bucks uh, mm -hmm. because it's so comprehensive based on your needs. Uh, and then the other one I think here is uh, similar, but I just want to share it and run through it for you guys. So you can see it. It's called Udemy uh, right here. Mm. Okay. So this is Udemy, which is similar for, um, for LinkedIn Learning. It's just got different types of courses. And you can see there's business and you can go to entrepreneurship or communication. And I mean, public speaking, business writing storytelling right. all these things have to do with marketing sales yes some of it is not sales that you typically make in an rv park but maybe that's forming partnerships with your local businesses to enhance the offering mm -hmm. uh, and all kinds of things. it's not even necessarily things that you might take as a business owner it might be some things that you would give to your team who you're hiring right uh, train your staff on customer service those kinds of things so absolutely even fun stuff. Look, I mean, you can learn how to sing, and then you can do your own karaoke shows. Mm. Save money, be more efficient. <laughs> Priorities. Listen, there's a reason I don't own a campground, okay? Just yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll applaud any campground owner who takes the singing course and starts a, you know, live entertainment <laughs> amenity. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm here for it. Where, where can I reserve a site? <laughs> want to just run a contest to see if anybody takes you up on that offer now but <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> sounds great worth just talking about so but anyway so we got a couple minutes left before the show ends uh, is there anything that you ladies would like to add as far as resources wrap up things that we didn't cover or forgot um i i mean i really encourage uh ccrvc members and non-members to check out the the conference content options at ccrvc.ca there's a ton of of great stuff that came out of the 2021 uh, Canadian Outdoor Hospitality Conference and Expo in January. And uh, that stuff is available in recorded format. We had sessions covered by the three of us, as well as, you know, a couple dozen other uh, really great pros across the industry, both in, in across North America. So, you know, that stuff is uh, quite relevant still and timely and, and available there um, for purchase. That's ccrvc.ca under the events tab. Uh, you can check that stuff out. Um, it, you know, I, I am super excited uh, to work with Heather 
on, on the intentional investor programs. Um, you know, I think our members can really, really benefit from access to, like I said, both the accessibility, but the intense amount of content. Um, I, I really think it's going to be a, a great option for, for members and non-members alike. Thanks, Kara. Uh, I'm super excited to have Canada involved with that. And I've put out daily content on all of my social media platforms that's related to RV parks and investing in general or mindset for business owners and how important that is. So you can find that on Instagram or TikTok at Heather Blankenship. Awesome. All right, so I think that's all we got. Leslie had a comment in here. I just want to put her on. Leslie, um, this is the new time of day, but it's Wednesdays. You're too stressed at your park, and you need to get some external teams in there to help you. Uh, yeah. Your day but yes, other than that, 11 Mountain Time is the correct time uh, for our show now. We, we adjusted it based on some feedback from some park owners, so uh, we are going to, uh, to do that here at this new time going forward and we'll see how that goes and always be listening to your feedback and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I was going to say, please, you know, anytime you have any feedback, uh, topics you want to see covered, um, things you want us to talk about, if you want to come on and join us, please reach out. Uh, Brian and I are both on social media and, and obviously easily reachable by <laughs> email. Oh yeah, you're right. It's my day off. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like you should remember your day off better than any other day, <laughs> Leslie, mm -hmm. based on how much you work. But uh, yeah, happy Wednesday and happy day off to you. Good for her for learning on her day off. Right? Here she is watching the podcast, uh, learning on her day off. I appreciate that so much. Um, Leslie's Park is awesome and she's always doing some great stuff out there. So uh yeah, she's one of our one of my favorite members. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, because you said one of, which could be three thousand. Could be. Who knows? How many favorite members you have? So yeah, it's a mystery. All right. Well, thank you guys both. Uh, I mean, obviously, Carrie, you're here every week with me. Uh, Heather, thanks for joining us, talking about your course a little bit. I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm probably not going to take it until they have the the 3D printing thing, where I can just be lazy and watch build. <laughs> Uh, but I'm sure it's a good course anyway, uh, and everyone else should take it. So uh, how much is it again? Uh, it depends on what option you choose. You can click on the link on the website, and we can talk through what exactly you need. Okay, perfect. So, And then as always, uh, Tenja Conference, the state associations, uh, use those resources that are available to you. Uh, we are available, uh, our show here, obviously, every week uh, when we decide to not take vacation every week. Um, we're doing again, right, in August, I feel like. so. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we're available as a free resource and all kinds of other places. So, uh, glad to be here. Thanks for watching and, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks so much guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Too.